and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Join us tomorrow for a football Friday at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Prices so low. It'll blow your mind. It's the warehouse today. We are at Stonehaven Dental, the Midvale location. Call and make an appointment today, 385-557-0088, or simply drop on by 7681 South, 700 East, right here in Midvale. Uh, Free exam and x-ray for new patients. So take advantage of it, Stonehaven Dental. Uh, There were a couple of media availabilities today, Gordon, for the Jazz. Uh, You want to get to some highlights? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, George Niang and Joe Ingles both spoke with media. Let's start with uh, let's start with George, and uh, start with this bite. Uh, him talking about how he thinks the Jazz uh, can take the next step towards winning a title. I just think being consistent. Um, you know, there was a couple games that we felt that we dropped early in the regular season. Um, you know, that kind of could have put us up in, in top four in our conference, um, in the Western Conference. You know, whether if it was a loss to New Orleans or a loss to San Antonio at home. Um, I think the biggest thing is just being consistent and winning the games, you know, that we feel like we need to win uh, and not dropping the ones that, you know, we aren't supposed to, just like uh, what happened when we had a a 3-1 lead. So I think just being consistent and doing the everyday things to get a little bit better. What do you think, Gordo? Okay, I I, I can buy that. Uh, Yeah, I mean, what else is he going to say? Well, I mean, it, it is important, though. I mean, because self-improvement is how this team takes the next step because they didn't make a ton of changes. I mean, they right. added Derek Favors, and that, that certainly is going to help. But outside of that, you know, they made a couple of draft picks. So they, yeah. they're going to have to concentrate on those things if they want to get better because it, there wasn't uh, really a roster overhaul. So I'm just trying to support. figure out who who on the Jazz is most likely to make progress. Uh, you know, can those young players – can they get better? Can the guy like George get better? I I don't know. I, I don't know how much better they can get. And I you know that'd be an interesting thing to chart. How when when is a player most likely to make progress, and when do they plateau, and and uh, at what point are they pretty much what they are? You know, I mean, you like to believe that anybody can get better at any time, but I'm not sure if that's the way to bet. Well, the other thing on top of, uh, you know, individual improvement, Gordon, is fit. I mean, how can they make things fit together better? You know, what lineups are, are more effective uh, and why? You know, what rotations mm-hmm. uh, will, will work and how can you hone in on those? Last year it was so hard to hone in on those things because it seemed like guys like Mike Conley were in and out of the lineup so much. Yeah, yeah. You would expect Mike to be able to play better than he did last year, Jake regardless of whatever, you know, usages or you would expect. And maybe that's a part of it. Maybe it's figuring out what a guy does well at this point in his career and how he fits in best in what scenario. Uh, Yeah, I think the Jazz could make progress in that regard. And I think Donovan Mitchell can get better. We talked with Locke yesterday about Rudy Gobert and how 
he's talking about that he can get better. And, and, and I believe those guys can edge forward. And that's exciting when you think about star players getting better. But I, I don't know. Will, will Mieoni get better? Will, will, someone, will someone be able to focus in on, lose weight, or get stronger and play better defense? I, those are, that's a little bit mysterious to me. I, I don't know. All right, moving on with uh, George here. This is a, a back and forth, uh, a little bit of a Q&A with our guy Ben Anderson and uh, George Niang on his role this upcoming season. Uh, hey, George, with a little bit more of a log jam at the four now, what, what are you doing to get on the floor at the three more? What did you work on this offseason? What did the team ask you to do? What type of question is that? Uh, sure. Well, uh, tell me where you think the log jam is. Uh, I, I'm, I'm confused. Well, Quinn has said that they imagine playing two bigs together in the front court, so Derek gets a little bit more of those backup minutes behind Boyan, uh, which are some minutes that you've played too. Then there's seems like there's some room at the three now to get some extra minutes. Right. Here's the deal, Ben. My job is to get out there and to keep guys in front of me and make shots. Uh, whether if coach decides to play Derek Favors uh, ahead of me or someone else because of matchups, that's going to be a night-in, night-out basis. I don't think we look at anything as a log jam. I think we look at it as uh, different guys for different roles or different opportunities for different games. Um, I don't know where the log jam comes from, but I mean, sure. I, I guess I'm just going to have to make every shot uh, to, to get more minutes if that's what you're asking. But I don't feel that way. I don't feel any pressure. I honestly am just going out there and doing things to try to help my team win, whether, you know, that's playing minutes at the three, playing minutes at the four, or Fave has more minutes at the four. As long as we win games, uh, Jordan Yang is a happy camper. Yeah, I mean, I mean, along those lines, were they asking you to slim down at all if you had to play a little bit more on the perimeter or move? I mean, that, that, that's what I'm asking. Oh, uh, yeah, I think George Yang is always trying to slim down, if, if that's uh, your question. So, uh, you know, what do you think I should improve on? Floor's open. George, I'm just asking what uh, what role you think you have on the team this year. Uh, I, I, like I told you, I just think it's it's to make shots and you know and, and play my game. Uh, I, I think nothing really changes. I mean, we're kind of bringing back the same team, so I think me making shots and keeping guys in front of me is that's my role. Thank you. So a little bit of a, a well, I don't know, a Gordon, a little testiness, maybe miscommunication. I, I don't think uh, what Ben was asking there was too uh, too aggressive. But George is is 100% right. If he's going to play, uh, there have been two things about his game that have been uh, he has to do in order to play, and that's keep guys in front of him and make shots. I mean, those that's that's literally it. And he's struggled keeping guys in front of him at times, Gordon. And then we, what do we see happen? George goes to the bench. You know, we've seen him struggle to make shots, not as uh, frequently, but then George goes to the bench. So uh, I see what Ben was getting at, but I also see where George was getting at. He's just got to concentrate on those two things. Yeah, I can see. I guess I can see both points of view. I, I, agree, I agree with you. I don't think the question was overly aggressive or meant to be pointing the finger or at uh, George in any way. It's funny how in all my years of interviewing people, it's, 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 it's curious to me how certain phrases or certain ways of asking a question can trigger somebody like that, you know? 
because <laughs> when you heard the question, did you think, oh, wow, Ben's really being aggressive there? It's not no. what I heard. But no, George certainly that... took it that way. He, he, what, what, what he was saying essentially is, is it's crowded at that position. Yeah. So and that's a position you... you've spent a lot of time playing. So how, how does that affect you? Right. Do you need and, to be more versatile in in uh, in how and where you play in order to get more minutes? I mean, it's a perfectly valid question. But yeah, George. I don't know. Maybe George read it as uh, Ben was just saying uh, Derek Favors is better than him. I don't. I don't know where the offense would come there. I, I I'm not. I'm not tracking that that way. I, that's not the way I took it at all. But. You know, to each his own. I mean, they each have their own perspective, uh, places they're coming from. And uh, I, I think that is important to individual players, how they're going to fit in and how they're going to be used and where there's going to be opportunity and where it might be more difficult to get on the floor. I mean, well, maybe maybe George knows he is going to get squeezed. I don't know, maybe he's sensitive about that. Yeah, that could be. I, I don't know. I, I don't know the answer to that. You know, Ben didn't ask that question. You know, George, are you going to get squeezed? <laughs> have they told you? Have they sat you down and said, you know, you're going to play less? Yeah, I don't know. And who, who knows? You know, injuries, opportunities, things change. There's different combinations of players on the floor. I, who knows? Who knows what it's going to be? But I think the question was valid. Uh, all right, uh, let's move on to Joe Ingles, who addressed uh, the media today as well. Uh, we asked uh, on this very show, Gordon, about uh, to Derek Favors about his relationship with Joe. Let's start out with Joe describing his relationship with Derek Favors. I mean, uh, the relationship obviously just got built over the, the time we played together. I, I don't know how many years it was, five or five or six or something, five, four or five, whatever it was. Um, but obviously, with with the Ray, our rotations were and stuff. I, I played a lot of minutes with him. I would, we were both starting, I think, at that point, and we would both come out first, and then we'd go back in at the end of the first, start of the second, and obviously have a um, a, a lot of time out there together. Um, he's obviously a guy I feel super comfortable playing with. Um, so when we didn't have him last year, it was a, it was a little different. I was uh, probably trying to find my feet a little bit with that kind of second unit, but. Um, yeah, really, obviously, really, really glad that he's back. Um, not only for myself, but for the team and um, to help out Rudy at that, that five spot. And, and obviously, everyone knows offensively what he can do. But um, I, I think defensively, too, I think his defense doesn't really get probably talked about or highlighted enough because even when we started Rudy and Faye, we, we were pretty tough to, to score on in the paint. So, um, yeah, obviously, super, super glad to have him back. And, um, I mean, Fave and I stayed in contact regardless when, when he wasn't here anyway. So I've, we've spoken the whole time. And, and like I said, just just glad uh, he's actually sitting next to me in the locker now. So it's, uh, I'll get to catch up with him even more than the last few years. Yeah, you can uh, – you, well, let me put it this way, Gordon. I, I think bringing back Favors was a popular move in the locker room. Yes. Uh-huh. I agree. Who who would who would uh, who would not think it was a good idea? I, maybe George Niang. Maybe George. I think they all thought it was a good idea, and they all need they all need uh, help at the defensive end, and that's what Derek gives, you know. And if you're out there busting your hump, and the second unit goes out on the floor, 
If you've got Derek Favors there, that's that's a benefit to you. So. That was a good. What line. type of question is that? <laughs> that's a good line, Gordon. <laughs> well, de- <laughs> well delivered. Well delivered. Well, I and this is something we've uh, agreed upon uh, since uh, we found out about Derek's return. I think he will make Joe Ingles uh, a better basketball player and yeah, make uh-huh. maybe Joe a little bit more comfortable with playing a reserve role. And we'll we'll get to that question here in a minute, but. Uh, I think Joe will be better next year because of his return. Uh, Up next, here's uh, Joe talking about uh, the importance of Bogdanovich being healthy. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, was different, obviously, not having – I think that was the first time he really missed games. So it was different, um, obviously, playing without him, having him out there. And um, for me, playing with him, watching him, uh, he's obviously a a huge part of of our team. So – I think we we figured out some adjustments and some things we could do, but um, a lot of the time too, you're not going to just replace him with um, with, with, our, with the guys we had. It was he, he's a he's a different type of player, um, obviously with the, the space in the floor and and his scoring and stuff. Um, he is extremely high level, so um, it would be awesome to have him back healthy, um, playing playing with, with our group, obviously adding Fave and, and all that. So. Um, uh, I think he'll love playing with Fave. Um, but, yeah, it'll be, be, be huge for our team getting him back and um, kind of incorporating him back in. Not that that would be very hard because he does what he does at a, at a very high level. Um, so it'll be, be a huge, uh, huge positive for our group getting him back. Yeah, he averaged 20 points a game yeah. last year. I mean, <laughs> there was a, a lot of production there. Yeah, I, I bet it, it would be good to get him back. Yeah, and in in that regard, you have now you have your cake and you're eating it too because you have Bogdanovich and you have Derek Favors, and isn't I guess you could make the you could extrapolate that they traded one for another, even though that's not exactly how it went down. But now you got both those guys, and they bring different talents to your team. So Quinn now can have a team that spaces the floor with uh, excellent shooting. And uh, and you can have a, a raw bone defender like Derek Favors to go in and do things that uh, Boyan Bogdanovich can't do. I don't see a downside there. The the big question with Bogdanovich to me is: Can he and Mike Conley be productive at the same time? Because that's Mike Conley played his best basketball by far in the bubble, and I don't know. I I. I I don't know if it was a coincidence that he stepped up his production when Bogdanovich wasn't there. You know, he did a good job filling the void, but what happens when that void's not there? Because okay, he was so their number the t- two. He was their number two offensive guy last year, and he he deserves to be that again this year. Uh, but you know, those looks went to Mike Conley when he wasn't there. So how does Mike remain productive or or that level of production when Bogdanovich is there as well? Yeah, it's a matter of efficiency versus proficiency, right? I mean, can he can he uh, really contribute in a way that helps the team win uh, in, in uh, how do I want to say, a reduced role, but maybe not as many scoring opportunities? Um, and I don't know how you answer that, Jake. I, I, I have not asked, nor do, have I gotten inside of Mike Conley's head to see how he feels about that. You would think that they would be able to work those things through. 
Right. Well, it, I, I think in some respects that may have been a coincidence. I don't know it for a fact, uh, but it might have been coincidental. And it might have been a matter of Mike Conley just getting comfortable regardless of what the opportunities were vis-a-vis Boyan Bogdanovich, you know. Uh, I don't think it was coincidental, me personally. You think that those two things are linked? Yeah, and if I they are that, linked, if they are linked, then it needs to be worked out. And what do you think the solution would be? Well, first of all, why I don't think it's coincidental, it seems quite simple to me. I mean, when your number two offensive option is not there, that uh-huh. is an increased number of offensive opportunities for someone. Somebody's got to make up that production. And in the case of the bubble, uh, the majority, I thought, was made up quite nicely by Mike Conley. Again, I thought he played really well in the bubble. But okay, he, had so a you, lot more, you, he had a lot more opportunity in the bubble. So, so can he be just as effective without scoring as many points? Yeah, I don't know. Because that's kind of a big part of what he does. Yeah. Hmm. Or what he has done throughout his career. I mean, you don't have him on the team for his defense. Well, I'm sure that uh, Quinn has studied that and knows has seen exactly what what's going on in that regard. And maybe he has uh, had a few Zoom meetings on that very subject. Um, when you have a veteran like Mike Conley, you'd think he would be able to conceptualize what's going on and what needs to happen for the benefit of the team. Because at this point in time, what's Mike Conley really trying to prove? You well, know, yeah, I hear made, you. But... He's made more money than King Farouk. I mean, what what what... What more is there at this point other than than everybody wants to feel like they're a part of the success? But what does Mike Conley care whether he's scoring 12 points a game or 16? Yeah, but, I mean, he's a veteran in the NBA for a reason. What he does works. And his game, he's been doing it his way for a long, long time. I, I think it's a lot more difficult for veterans to adjust than just say, ah, it's for the betterment of the team. So what you're saying essentially is that there's a log jam as far as the scoring <laughs> opportunities go. Yeah. Do you yeah, think uh, exactly do you think Mike needs to slim down a little bit? What type of question is that? <laughs> All right, one more Joe Ingles cut. Uh, here's Joe being asked if he's spoken to the coaches about starting or coming off the bench. Uh, I I haven't spoken to him um, about any of that, and um, my answer is. Exactly the same. I still don't care whether I start or not. Um, I honestly, I mean, I th- obviously think I'm capable of doing both. Uh, I think coming off the bench last year at the start was a bit of an adjustment and it probably took me longer than, and probably frustrated myself more than anyone else just to, to be, not be able to find a, a rhythm as, as quick as I wanted to. And um, I mean, again, like I'll, I'll do whatever. If I, if he wants me to start, I'll start. If he wants me to come off the bench, I'll, I'll do that. It doesn't, it doesn't bother me. I will, I can promise you, I will not be losing any bit of sleep over that. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I think, like you said, with, with the lineups we can have, I think we, with Faye, we've got. It, it just opens up a lot of things to. I mean, we, for all I know. Quinn's crazy mind like we, we might start different guys each game like it might be a matchup thing that obviously the Lakers start big maybe Faye starts those games but but not other teams that, that are playing small so um, yeah I definitely think it gives us more options um, with Fave and, and and even having Boyan back and, and having a healthy roster um, 
but again, like I said to, uh, to Sarah's question before, it's like with the pandemic and everything, like there's going to be people that are going to be tested. Like we're going to cross positive tests at some point here. Like it's kind of inevitable that it's going to happen and hopefully it's way less than more, but at points there's going to be guys in your roster, I assume, that, that are out. So um, everyone's going to have to be pretty flexible and step up when needed and and not step down, but but go to your role or whatever that is when when you've got a full roster. So um, yeah, it'll be be a, a fun year, um, and we'll, we'll see how we go. All right, there's there's Joe Ingles right there, and uh, it, did I hear that right, Gordon? Did it, did Joe start out by going, "Okay, I'll say what I always do that I don't care about starting," and then morphed into admitting that not starting kind of <laughs> threw him for a loop last year? Okay, so that caught my attention as well. And I thought that he was referring not to not starting, but he was referring to the results that he was able to provide. Now I'm confused about what you're saying. Okay, so I'm saying that it wasn't that he wasn't starting that was frustrating him. It was how he how he performed. Okay. So well, I, I just heard there's you know, a slight like, difference there. However, it, it is because he it, it, he struggled to get into a rhythm. You're really so it wasn't it. so much attitudinal as it was something else. Unless you want to read it otherwise, <laughs> I think you're. Did I confuse hard. it? Is that, you're is that hard really, on this one? No, no. Is it really that confusing what I just said? I think I think I I followed it. Okay. Uh, so he wasn't frustrated. I, I think what he's trying to say is it's still on him to to want to want to need to make jazz fans want him to want to be here, right? <laughs> is that it? Yeah, that, that's pretty close. But but he it wasn't. He was frustrated at not starting. He was frustrated at the way he played when he didn't start. Okay, all right. I think I, I think you're really reaching, but yeah, I got you. How am I reaching? No, you can see this. If you look closely, the jazz players did not look like they felt like that they believed they belonged. <laughs> okay, maybe not reaching, maybe more spinning. You know, Wait, hold on here. Hold on here. Hey, Captain, will you play that just that part of the uh, the, the sound again? The one I just I, played? No, the one from Joe. Yeah, the, that one. Oh, geez. Yeah, uh, that one. Hold on. Yeah, I, I mean, because there is, it's it's nuanced what he said. So don't fall for it, Jake. Don't don't take the easy bait here, because the there, easy there, bait. There, okay. There was, it, there was this a, part is it? Which is ironic, isn't it? Really, because what I'd be <laughs> saying would be untrue when it deals with what I say that is true, that is now thought to be untrue. That part? Not, not what I said, what oh. Joe said. Sheesh. All right, let me get on that. <laughs> team A plays Team B. Team A wins, but Team B was really good at that time. Team A, Team B ends up not being as good. Then people are judging Team A for playing Team B when Team B was better or worse than it might That one? <laughs> No. Or this what one Joe's, from, this one from George? I'm confused. Is that what you're looking for? <laughs> no, what Joe said, Captain. What 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 Joe said? Because 
that's important to hear that again so that we can Which part? Properly... It's two minutes long. I'm so sorry. The, 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 the part when he was asked about starting or not starting. That's the whole thing. <laughs> that's the whole answer. When he talked about being frustrated. Uh, that part. We can get back to this uh, a little bit later. <laughs> Uh, we're live here at Stonehaven Dental uh, in Midvale, 7681 South, 700 East. And Lee is jumping on with us once again. Lee, what's your favorite part about Stonehaven? Well, I've liked Stonehaven since I was a kid because it's kind of where I've been going since I was about eight years old. I've really liked the uh, the kindness that I get to see from everyone else here. And now that I get to work here, it's an entirely different experience. It's still the same love and affection that I got as a patient, but now... I feel like I get to have a bit more hands-on experience now that I get to work here. Seems like you guys really go out of your way to make sure everybody feels comfortable. We do. We try very hard to make sure everyone understands that not only should a dentist trip be comfortable, that a dentist's office, just like any other business, should be very personalized to you. Um, 100%. We care so much about our, our patients because they're not just patients, they're family to us. Well, everybody I've met is just so nice, too. I mean, it just <laughs> seems like it's, it's a good vibe around here, both uh, for patients and people working. I'm glad you're enjoying having, uh, being here. We're glad to have you here, too. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Well, you take great care of our listeners, too. Uh, for new patients, uh, new free exam and free x-ray, right? Yeah. Uh, we have the free exam, free x-ray. And if you manage to get an appointment before the 23rd of December, you also get a free fluoride treatment. All right. Kicking in the fluoride. It just keeps getting better and better. Uh, all right. So here's the number to call, 385-557-0088, 385-557-0088. But you guys do walk-ins as well, right? Yes, we do. Or you can just come right over, 7681 South, 700 East, right here in Midvale. It's right next to Harmon's. Very, very easy to find. Lee, thank you very much for jumping on with us. Of course. All right, we'll have more Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Uh, I, I haven't spoken to him um, about any of that, and um, my answer is exactly the same. I still don't care whether I start or not. Um, I honestly, I mean, I obviously think I'm capable of doing both. Uh, I think coming off the bench last year at the start was a bit of an adjustment and it probably took me longer and probably frustrated myself more than anyone else just to, to be, not be able to find a, a rhythm as, as quick as I wanted to. And um, I mean, again, like I'll, I'll do whatever. If I, if he wants me to start, I'll start. If he wants me to come off the bench, I'll, I'll do that. It doesn't, it doesn't bother me. I will, I can promise you, I will not be losing any bit of sleep over that. All right, that was Joe Ingles. We played it in the in the last segment, and uh, Gordon wanted to hear it again. Well, I, I just wanted I, to clarify where the frustration was coming from. It wasn't coming from not starting. It was coming from the way he didn't get into a rhythm to be effective in that role. Okay. Uh, starting or not starting does not bother me, except for the time that it did. <laughs> <laughs> See, you're reading it wrong. You know, you're reading it the way you want to read it. It doesn't <laughs> matter. The, 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 he just, Joe needs to find his role. I think, uh, you know, he'll have times to start probably at times this year, but uh, I would guess, um, 
maybe in that reserve unit with Derek Favors might be where he finds himself the most effective. You know, uh, Austin, uh, hey, Captain, you know what's frust- what would be uh, concerning about Jake is that you might say something to him or I might say something to him or I might say something to you or you might say something to me and Jake is going to extrapolate out of that some contrived meaning or motivation behind what has just been said that could be completely off base. Um, I am frustrated, but I'm not sure it's for the reasons you were getting at there. <laughs> what? Hello, Jake. Hi, Gordon. How you doing? How's it? How's it going? You ever been around? You ever been around somebody like that that extrapolates things from what you say that have nothing to do with what you meant? Except for you. So we don't know what we don't know, or we do know what we don't know. (laughs) Where do you get all this stuff from, Austin? Me. (laughs) Gets it from you. I think it's pretty obvious where he gets it from. Uh, I think that was him impersonating me. Well, if people love you or hate you, if they if they love to hate you, then that's as good as loving to love you, or something like that. I have no idea what what you even said. But you don't want them to hate to hate you or to hate to love you. (laughs) Yeah, you you you're always crystal clear, Gordon. (laughs) You're always crystal clear with exactly what you mean when you say it. Yeah, but as long as you don't draw some ironclad conclusion from it, because then you might be wrong. What conclusion? Joe Ingles said it. <laughs> it came out of his mouth. What do you mean? But but the way the question was asked is is how did you how did you react to starting? And he said, I don't care whether I start or I don't. But it was frustrating for me that I. Uh, he essentially he said it's frustrating for me that I didn't get into a quicker rhythm coming off the bat. Well, I mean, if you give, you give, you get, you know? And I think they give and they give and they take back and then you, you don't get. As much as I'd love to uh, argue with you about this some more, I, I do have an NBA-related question for you. All righty. Uh, I'll we, give you a crystal clear answer. I'm sure that you will. Uh, of course, the big trade with the, uh, with the Rockets yesterday, Westbrook for Wall. The eight teams that made the playoffs last year, Gordon, were... The Lakers, the Clippers, the Nuggets, the Rockets, the Thunder, the Jazz, the Mavs, and the Blazers. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the outside looking in, of course, were the Grizzlies, the Suns, the Spurs, uh, the Kings, the Pelicans, the Timberwolves, and the Warriors. Now, mm-hmm. I want to know which teams fall out and which teams make it. Well, the Warriors will we'll get back in, I think. Okay. Who's coming out? Boy, this is where it gets difficult. See, I don't think this first one is difficult. And I I, I don't see the Thunder making the playoffs again. Do you see the Suns making the playoffs? Uh, no. Huh. They seem to be uh, a darling in some people's minds these days because of the way they played in the bubble. I know, and I like their coach, but I, I, I'm not... I wonder how it's going to go with a uh, hard-nosed type of fellow like Chris Paul and uh, an arrogant young buck like Devin Booker. How's that How's that going to work? Well, you I, wondered similar things about OKC. Maybe not the exact same thing, but... Uh. Um, I don't know if they have a personality like De- uh, Devin Booker on Oklahoma City. 
I don't know if they have a guy that would uh, check himself back in the game to get 50, yeah. even though his team's down Good by. Point. How much were they Good. down by? 30 or something? Almost 30, yeah. <laughs> and they haven't had that guy since they traded Russell Westbrook. So what happens to OKC? I just think, you know, they've gone from a youngish team to a young, young, young team and traded away all their veterans. So I just I just think they'll take a step back from a record standpoint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were big overachievers last year, uh, I thought, uh, and a lot of it on those veterans like Chris Paul and Gallinari and Steven Adams, and those guys are all gone now. So I, as, I think Shea Gilgis-Alexander is, is a wonderful player, but mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to be able to, to carry them to the playoffs in this Western Conference. So yeah. if you think Golden State is going to make it this year, which I'm not entirely sold on, actually, but if you think they would, that would be the team I would think would fall out, uh, or first yeah. candidate would be Oklahoma City. Yeah. I think you're right. Now, uh, who uh, who else would you be tempted to put in? You mentioned the Suns. I don't, I don't think the Suns – I might – Locke was on with us yesterday, and he was speaking highly of the Pelicans. Do you see the Pelicans moving in? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, do I see them? I, I don't know. I just don't know, Jake. I, I I have my reservations about that. I mean, do you think Zion is going to come on gangbusters and just dominate and lead them to uh, to the playoffs? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they have enough shooting. But I mean, if Brandon Ingram gets a, a takes another leap like he did last year, I mean, yeah, he was yeah. he was a really good player for them last year. Do you think that they'll miss Drew Holiday? Locke didn't seem to think that that was that big a deal. That loss, uh, I, I think he's a fine player. I think he's a good player too. I think that that was a loss. But you're right, David was downplaying that a little bit yesterday. Um, yeah. I don't think Memphis moves in quite yet. Um, I think San Antonio, obviously, they're they're going through their first rebuild since the Carter administration. <laughs> it's uh, so weird to think of them as not a playoff team. Right. Never bet on the Kings. I don't think that's <laughs> happening. So yeah. um, it, it, who would be your next candidate to fall out from the Western Conference after OKC? Well, what's going to happen in Houston? How See, bad think- is it going to be? Or is it going to, I, with with James Harden? Whether you like the way he plays, you don't. Is he so good that they won't fall out? I don't think so. I that Houston would be my next candidate. Because I mean, it, you know, what kind of Demarcus Cousins are they going to get? What kind of John Wall are they going to get? Yeah. And then who it. else is even on that team? <laughs> Eric Gordon. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. I mean, he's a fine. He's a fine player. But I, yeah, I'm not buying Houston, so that that would be my next candidate. Okay, that would be that would drive James Harden crazy, I think. Well, and I, and, and if you thought he didn't play defense before, if they're not in the running for a decent playoff spot, then uh, he still won't the, play defense. Yeah, the effort is going to <laughs> drop farther. Can it? <laughs> Yeah, I wow. guess that's what I'm getting. Is he at. just not going to run back at all? Yeah, he's just going to stand. I guess there. he could just stay on one <laughs> end of the floor. Is he is he not going to uh, try to draw fouls anymore because he's tired of his body getting hit? Because uh, what's the use? Except for his body doesn't get hit and he just crumbles <laughs> to the ground. Yeah, he I mean, does the hitting. Yeah, I think yeah. it's like a it's like a stunt man in Hollywood. Like he knows how to fall. <laughs> he does. It's a, it's a full fall. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that falling. It seems like that would be uh, wearing on your body a little bit. Because then you got to get back up. Because yeah. <laughs> that's so hard. 
You gotta get back up. I mean, <laughs> that's golly. the worst part of falling. Is <laughs> you know, I played, I played, I played basketball once on a court. Where was that? I think it was like at Gettysburg <laughs> College or something. That was and, great. Uh, and and you could take you could take like a salt shaker and throw it down on the ground, and it would bounce back up, and you could catch it. And it was fun to play on because it didn't have any ridges on it, so it wouldn't grab you, wouldn't hurt you when you fell. It was like falling onto a mattress almost. And, uh, you know, so maybe uh, that would prolong James Harden's career or that kind of thing. Because, you know, the hardwood in the NBA, those floors are hard. That hurts. You went to Gettysburg and played basketball? On some sort of rubber court? Yeah, it was some sort of tournament. At Gettysburg? Was it Gettysburg or was it? It was one of those. Isn't that like hallowed ground? No, it was Gettysburg College. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, they go out, out on the, the battleground. My hey, let's hoop grave. it up. Uh, well. <laughs> yeah. no. I'm, I'm just trying to get over the, the, the just uh, interesting nature of that story. <laughs> <laughs> that really, well, I'd be, be captivated. The point is, I think James Harden has fallen down all the time, but it hurts to fall on an NBA floor. You know, it didn't hurt to fall on that rubber Your floor. Everything is not an anecdote. You have to discriminate. You choose things that are that are funny or, or mildly amusing or interesting. You're a miracle. Your stories have none of that. <laughs> it might have been Bryn Mawr College. Or it, might been, it might have been Ryder. It might have been Ryder. And by the way, you know, when you're telling these little stories, here's a good idea. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. The point is that it hurts when James Harden falls to the court. And it didn't hurt. (laughs) Makes things so much better for the listener. Oh, that movie is so It's like going on a date with a chatty Kathy doll. (laughs) So good. Have you done done your first year of falling on a court? It hurts. You got to get back up. (laughs) 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 All right, stay tuned. We'll have the Not Sports Port coming up next. It's the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Check this out. And now your Not Sports Report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time for the Not Sports Report, brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. Shop online, lhmusedcars.com. Gordo, where are we going today? Uh, two places. One, uh, okay. Have you uh, ever, like, turned on the TV and, you know, you can go to one of those channels where the uh, the Christmas fireplace is, uh, the fire is burning? And you can just look at it on your screen. Uh, I don't think I've ever done that. Is that a thing? It's a thing. Austin, have okay. you seen that? Uh, I've seen that. You know where my mom, what my mom utilizes all the time is the Beachscapes channel, where it's uh, just a, a view of an ocean somewhere. Yeah. So it looks like you're looking out a window at an ocean. I, and, and maybe it's soothing to people, and maybe the fireplace thing. Uh, you don't have to burn a fire. You can just look at it on the TV. But that, that just, uh, I saw that last night, and I thought, 
that's really, I wanted to run that by you guys and see uh, what you thought of it. <laughs> Can't well, roast this, marshmallows on it. The standard to make the Not Sports Report is so low. Wait a second. I'm not done yet. That's the last time I'm going to try and involve you in it. The other thing is that uh, apparently uh, a Florida man has long claimed that William Shatner is his dad. Um, His name is uh, Peter Shatner. He changed his last name to Shatner because he thought that uh, William Shatner was his dad. And it turns out DNA proves uh, otherwise. So he is not, uh, after all these years of of thinking he was William Shatner, Captain Kirk's son, turns out that he isn't. So my question for you guys, if you were going to change your name to a famous actor, whose name would you want to take? Oh, geez. Hmm. Before I answer that, have you ever been on the TV Guide channel where they just show you all (laughs) the channels that... Is and what's on that's fascinating to me so yeah let me get this straight the 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 fire channel thing really didn't have to do with another story it was just you noticed well, that, it last night i noticed it last night and i thought that's really different that's strange because <laughs> because i have a fireplace i don't need the tv to be my fireplace there's also this but, channel where everything's in spanish everything but, 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 i mean but where? everything but where my TV is is right above the fireplace, and so I thought, look, I can have two fires going at one time in the fireplace. Well, what what a, what's the definition uh, of news again, Gordon? That wasn't that wasn't my not sports report. That was just an item I was bringing up. My my my, my extraordinary thing is this guy taking on William Shatner's name. And even sometimes, he wasn't his sometimes son. in the middle of the news, they'll have a cooking display where this guy will come in and show you how to make yogurt pie sometimes did, did you know that if you use the left knob on the faucet the water comes out hot <laughs> wait a minute wait a minute <laughs> jake you didn't even know about this fire thing yeah jake. so shut up you know you know water comes out of the faucet let the experts speak here jake <laughs> you didn't even know about the fire in the, in the, on the TV screen. I recently <laughs> discovered there's a little button on my remote that's just an arrow pointing left. And when I push that arrow, do you know what happens? It goes to the previous channel I was just on. Stop it. <laughs> no way. All right. Uh, Bill, Bill you, didn't answer my, you didn't answer my question. Bill Shatner's love child. Uh, oh, what? No, it was not. <laughs> no, that's was, what Jake's changing his name to. Uh, uh, let's see. Um... I always thought uh, Bjorn Borg had a cool name. Borg. <laughs> That's a tennis player. Jake That's a Borg. celebrity. It's a famous person. Borg. Uh, okay. You know, attendant with this is not just how cool the name is. It's how cool the person is who you're now going to adopt as your your your, your lineage. So uh, Bjorn Borg, you can do worse than that, I guess. Yeah, see? Uh-huh. Yeah. How about Borg. you, Austin? Y'all, uh, I want something really, really cool, like George C. Scott. That sounds like a commanding name, doesn't it? The name of a captain f- good time, George C. Scott. That fits. And any name where you include the middle initial, that's someone with either fake or real power. 
You know, this is a little connected to what we talked about before when we were talking about people who were adopting new names. You know, you could pick any name you wanted. What about you? While we're here, let's play this out. I always liked Gregory Peck. I don't know if I would want Peck as my last name, though. <laughs> Peck? I, I like... Of all I the like, names? Cause, cause, yeah, cause you it, know what? I like... You know, then, I like then I the, could... You know, if, I, if, if my last name were Peck, then I, I could... My first two names would be... Oh, boy. Woody Wood? Jeez. Oh, I kind of... You know what, Gordon? I kind of like Peck as a first name for you. <laughs> Peck Monson. <laughs> Peck. Sounds like an old-timey detective. He's on the case. Peck Monson. He always Peck. gets his man. I'm just going gonna, gonna to call you Peck from now on. You know. <laughs> Peck Monson here. It, it's the big show with Peck and Jake. Would I be, would, then would you, if you were going to change that to a familiar form, uh, uh, you know, a familiar form, would you just be nope. Pecky? stop, stop. Mm. Okay. <laughs> no, yeah. Stop. My stomach did that roller coaster thing. Yeah, uh, not cool, Peck. I'd go with Horatio Hornblower. How about that one? Eh? <laughs> I just think uh, Woody Peck would be pretty good. Jeez. Jeez. <laughs> oh, All right. What a, what a great <laughs> segment. Let's go back to talking about the wow. fire. <laughs> what other TV channels do you have? There's Channel 7? Channel 3 is not really a channel, but that's to get the Nintendo on. Man. You know, Austin, did you know that there's a whole channel dedicated to weather? What? Uh, yeah, 24 hours a day. Wait a minute. Jake, you didn't even what know about the it? fire channel. You didn't even the know there was channel? such a thing, bringing in the Yule log and whatnot. You had no idea about that. Because that was really I, a productive segment, wasn't it? Because I can't understand. I, I've never sought it out, Gordon. Uh, I, don't well, know. I wasn't channel. seeking it out either. <laughs> it just said Christmas Yule Log. So I clicked on it, and there it was, a fire burning. How much do you pay it's a like, month for that Yule Log channel? But, but you, you, I, I'm just more concerned. You thought, you know what? I better talk about this on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone needs to know. This well, is incredible. I mean, so with some Let's people broadcast who this immediately. Some people who don't have a fireplace might be able to make good use of that. It's just, a, you know. Not only do sand. they not have a fireplace, but I have a fireplace and a TV with a fireplace on did, it. Did you, did you call in to the Fox Sports overnight to get it out quick? <laughs> get me to the news desk. Yeah, I gotta get this on the air immediately. This Never is columnist Gordon Melton. Oh, you guys, you guys have no appreciation for how that could benefit the lives of people who wanted, you know, who want the benefits of a warm fire, but they don't have a fireplace. God, you should you know, do just infomercials. Like, just, just like Austin's, uh, who was it who had a beach scene? My mom has a has a TV yeah. channel that's a beachscape. So she can just look out that look at her TV, and it feels like she's looking out the window at the beach. It's more while she's grading her sixth grader's uh, papers that she's thinking lovely thoughts instead of... Why am I doing this for a living? Well, right, I have that well. thought all the time. <laughs> you ought to check out the fire channel then, Jake. <laughs> that's uh, that, with that, real that's crackling a, sounds. That, 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 they do have that too, you know. Oh I mean, man! Okay, that's your not sports report from Woody Peck here.
All right, Thanks, we're live Peck. at Stone, Stonehaven Dental, uh, the Midvale location, 7681 <laughs> South, 700 East in, in Midvale. And Jerks. our friend Lee is jumping on with us once again. And, and I don't know what to say, Lee, other than I'm kind of embarrassed. Um, <laughs> Lee, do you have the fire <laughs> channel at Stonehaven <laughs> Dental? <laughs> Did you know there was such a thing? I did know there was such a thing. It's my dad's favorite channel. Oh, really? See, it's my see, dad's see, favorite. No, hold on here. Hold on. Tell him how relaxing it is. You know, there's a real use for this. Honestly, it is kind of relaxing, but I also prefer not using that because we also have a normal fireplace. <laughs> That's exactly yeah. what I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, if I, so for example, I live in an apartment right now and now I don't have the fireplace like I did at my parents. So it's nice to watch occasionally. Um, but like strictly during winter. Yeah. Strictly That's winter. It. All right. We're here in Midvale. Mm-hmm. Lee is with us. Here's the number to call to make an appointment. 385-557-0088. And uh, you guys are looking for new patients. We're always looking for new patients. It's always nice to kind of introduce more people to our practice and have people kind of welcome to our family. Um uh, another way that people can get a hold of us, because um, I know some people are like really anxious talking over the phone, don't want to come in person. We do also have uh, web scheduling now on our website, which is stonehaven.com. Uh, oh, awesome. Yeah, so it's very convenient. It's very nice for people who don't aren't quite as big social butterflies or just kind of don't want to deal with people. <laughs> well, let's talk about uh, the Smiles 360 Dental Savings Club. That sounds pretty cool. Honestly, it is really cool. It's really nice. Um, it's something that I've actually been experiencing with, uh, experimenting with recently um, before I started working here and had dental care. Um, it was one of the ways where I could still come here without insurance but still get all the a high-quality dental care that I know I deserved personally. That's pretty cool. We are doing free exam, free x-ray, and free fluoride? Yeah, if you can get an appointment before the 23rd of December. All right, we'll jump on it. Here's the number to call, 385 uh, 385-557-0088, or you can drop on by, right? Yeah, we love welcome. walk-ins. 7681 South, 700 East here in Midvale. And uh, you mentioned you can sign up online as well? Yeah, you can. All right. We'll have more Big Show coming up next. Thank you, Lee. Of course. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.